podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Episode 146.5, I'm not dedicating a whole episode number to this fucking farce that's, that's going on, that's going on. And one episode 147 is the welterweight podcast, so I have to think of some quirky stats around welterweights. Um, but anyway, fuck, what a day. Um, we're recording on Wednesday the 5th of October. It's been a mental day in boxing and in boxing Twitter. Um, Paul, Mr. Zanon. How was your day, mate? Yeah, great, great. Um, obviously, the uh, the breaking news today. So I'll tell you how it all sort of emerged, how I got to know. So I was driving down to um, a prison in Swindon, HMP Earlstoke, with uh, with Charlie Duffield, like heavyweight boxer. And we're going to put a, a boxing session on for the, uh, for the inmates. And um, so about halfway through the journey, it's like about an hour and 20 journey, um, I, we're just going past uh, Stonehenge, and uh, and I call up uh, Luca Rosi, our our old friend, and um, just have a little chit chat because uh, about the uh, the fight at the weekend, Ben Eubank Junior. And um, and literally about fifteen twenty minutes into it, Luca suddenly says, "No way, no way, well, no way, what?" And he's like, he said, "Breaking news." He said, "Connor Ben," he said, "It's has failed a drugs test." So we're all like, "Whoa!" You know, it's one of those moments. So. Anyway, obviously, you know, we're all catching up on the social media at this point. But, um, yeah, um, that that was how I found out today. And uh, since then, it's been um, it's been a rather interesting medley of PR. It's been an interesting medley of responses from everyone involved in the fight and uh, uh, everything from the, um, the promoters through to the British Boxing Board of Control um, and uh, every man and his dog, basically. Yeah, it's been a it's been a wild day. Um I was in the office today. Um and yeah, I was just kind of sat there on my phone. Um and it popped into our Sean Brown who's been on the pod before, people will remember him. Um put this Daily Mail article into the the old Boxing Monthly uh WhatsApp group. And the Boxing Monthly WhatsApp group, it's it's a bit dormant. Not a lot goes on really. It's pretty quiet, but the last couple of days it's been a bit lively it's it started with me kind of winding up sean a bit because sean sean is a, a glaswegian uh that liked liverpool and rangers played liverpool last night so i was like oh sean who do you want to who do you want to win <laughs> who do you want to win um and he, he wanted rangers to win rangers is very much his team uh he wanted rangers to win um so yeah, that was kind of going on last night, and then and then that's got posted in this morning, and then it is just kicked off. So yeah, for for those of you that that perhaps have been you know living living under a rock um, for the you know for the last eight hours or twenty four hours, whenever it is you're listening to this, yeah, Connor Ben has tested positive for for a banned substance. It was a VADA uh, a VADA test, uh, and uh, the, the 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 substances is called clomiphene and it's like a it's a it's a hormone and it it's banned because it helps increase testosterone it can almost double testosterone um which is why it's banned but it's also a female kind of um 
it's a is it like a it's it's what is it it's, it's like a female kind of uh it's like it's a it's a way to balance their hormones i think something to do with uh anyway doesn't matter it's a fucking bad substance <laughs> and it's, yeah, uh, yeah so that's what's kind of if a man takes it, it yeah, apparently if a man takes it, it will increase the uh, testosterone in a man. Um, other theories banded out there at the moment are that it can also disguise steroids um, and give it another couple of days. And the Chinese whispers will tell you that if you take this drug, it will make you as rich as Elon Musk. Um, give it a sex appeal of Rudolph Valentino, make you score goals like Lionel Messi. So I think we'll start taking all these things with a sort of pinch of salt. But fundamentally, um, I bet... Connor Ben had been found guilty of, you know, being there with a bong in his hand with, uh, I don't know, sort of, you know, doing a, a hot smoking episode with um, with Mike Tyson and found guilty of marijuana in his system or or maybe something a little bit tougher than a a, a female sort of um, drug. I, how the fuck did it get in his system? That's the the big question there, you know what I mean? It's like... Uh, it's it's not like you know your your your, your stenatogens are suddenly um, slipped in your in your mouth and you swallowed it. It's this is a bit different. I, I'm just trying to work out. I'm, I'm all ears, nice to know the theories and the reality behind this. Will it ever surface? Probably not. But uh, but yeah, that's um that's an interesting one. Yeah, that that and that that's the thing that seems to have got lost amongst this whole thing is everyone seems to be thinking about Saturday and will the fight go ahead? Won't the fight go ahead? But nobody seems to be asking the question: How the fuck did that get into your body? How did that banned substance that is on the WADA list as a banned substance because of the testosterone and what it does to, to men's testosterone levels, how did that get into your body? Um, so that was around 11, 11 ish, 11 a.m. Uh, by 12, we had a statement from both promoters saying that the, the fight would go ahead, that since then uh, he failed a VADA test, but then afterwards has passed a UCAD test, which is the British. Uh, anti-doping organization so they were happy for both camps are happy for the fight to go ahead by the afternoon it was around 1 p.m the british boxing border control who were sanctioning the fight and were putting the fight on and putting the whole card on by the way have come out and said this fight is not prohibited that we basically what they're saying they use the word prohibited they can't say and correct me if i'm wrong but my, the way i'm reading this paul is they can't say the fight's off what they're saying is we won't sanction this so they're saying we're not going to sanction this fight. This fight can't take place under our sanctioning, under our auspices. Um, and so that's that, really. Um, and since then, you know, kind of Eddie Hearn's been playing all sorts of kind of mental gymnastics to kind of ju kind of justify what's been going on. And there's rumours about Luxembourg perhaps sanctioning it, or there's Biba, who are the other kind of uh, sanctioning body, which don't really put on many cards. What's your whole thoughts about this whole thing, Paul? Yeah, well, I mean, so British Boxing Border Control have got to show, uh, you know, sort of diligence here. Um, they, they've been stung in the past with various cases of uh, of injuries. You know, the Michael Watson case pretty much sent them bust. And um, so when it comes to, I mean, that was obviously something different. That was to do with sort of, uh, I guess, medical procedures back in the day. But uh, but ultimately, they're looking at the, the safety of a boxer. And if someone, and again, this is the unknown quantity here, is firstly, how much of this shit was in his, his system? Secondly, um, dependent on the amount that's in there, uh, multiply the amount of testosterone that was in his blood, what effects could that potentially have had on, on him in the evening? So positively, from his perspective, maybe uh, made him more aggressive, um, give him more staying power in terms of his 
stamina or maybe it was going to give an amazing finish and then, you know, he'd have to sort of smash Eubank Jr. in three or four rounds to get out of there. Otherwise, there'd be an inverted effect from the drug. Who knows? It's, you know, this, these sort of reports need to come out in, um, in more detail. If they're aware of this drug, then I think that something should be banded around by the, the experts, you know, in inverted commas there, the, the Vardas and the Wardas and whatever to say, okay, this drug is off our list because it does X, Y, and Z in this quantity. And then afterwards, if it's found out that his quantity was, you know, less or more, then we can kind of relatively work that out based on whatever sort of a study they've done previously. Um, the the whole thing of uh, the sanctioning bodies outside of the British Boxing Board of Control, Luxembourg coming in. Well, with 72 hours to go. Are Luxembourg suddenly going to jump in and do what? Sanction one fight and the rest of it to be sanctioned by the British Boxing Board of Control. That's a bit strange. Uh, can, can two um, sanctioning bodies even coexist on the same night. I mean, I, I'm guessing their medical procedures, health and safety, et cetera, would differ somewhat. Um, and uh, yeah, you know, they're, they're famous for having um, uh, basically taken on the Chisora, uh, David Hay fight back in 2012, um, where many didn't want to sort of steer anywhere near it. But it was a good fight. Um, there was no sort of drugs involved in that. That was more to do with the altercation of the pair previously and sort of, you know, the bad, uh, the bad blood and, and how, it might have turned into a bit of a, a punch fest outside of the ring as well, but it went ahead. Now, this time round, we're looking at drugs and, you know, I, I'm a strong believer that if a person's been found guilty of drugs, they're positive, then the fight's off. That's it. You know, Dillian White um, back in, was it 2011-12, he got, he was guilty of, of drinking some basically fruit drink um, from a, a corner shop, which had a substance in it, which was considered to be um, a stimulant. And they, what, he ended up with a two-year ban. And fucking hell. And then, uh, and then we chuck into the melting pot on that. I'm kind of, you know, directing this more to the Eddie Hearns of the world here, that you've got Eddie sort of harping on, sort of saying, oh, you know, the lawyers are going to do this, the lawyers are going to do that. Uh, you know, the Brit- British Boxing Board of Control have made their comment. They haven't prohibited it. No one's been suspended, but they don't want, you know, they're not going to sanction it. Um, whereas all of these videos now are now being banded around of Eddie Hearn and his, uh, and his opinions in the last few years about anyone who's, um, who's caught with drugs in their system and uh and the whole relevance of vada and wada and uh and if it comes up on these um on these tests that uh, you know the fight's off and the person should be punished appropriately a bit of a different version of uh, of events today from eddie he certainly wasn't saying any of that and it certainly sounded like um he didn't want the fight to be off and there was kind of it sounded to me like an invisible inverted commas there with brackets at the back saying, um, I want, I, you know, I really want this to go on. And, uh, and I, I'm not going to mention the, uh, the elephant in the room about the, um, the drugs. Yeah, he doesn't want to. And, you know, exactly right. You, you think about how, how, he, how Eddie Hearn responded to baby Miller and, you know, how, you know, with his failed drugs test and how he responded to that and how he's spoken about Jarrell Miller and rightly so, rightly so he's, failed about four or five drugs tests um but whether it's four or five or whether it's one a banned substance is a banned substance and you know i'm a believer in second chances you've been you know you've been to a prison today and a prison today is about you know giving people a second chance and i'm a believer in a second chance but i'm also a believer in that boxing should be a safe sport and 
you know, people should get banned for using drugs. I'm not saying life bans. I think it should be a year, two years, and then they should be two years and then come back. You've got your second chance. And if you do it again, then you're banned for life. That's always been my opinion on, on you know, on drugs in, in boxing particularly. You get a second chance, but after that, you're fucking done because this sport is too dangerous for people to be taking drugs, and especially, you know, a drug like, you know, something that increases testosterone, which is something that, that, that apparently Conor Ben has, has, has been taking or at least he's failed a test for um there's a lot there's just so much that's kind of gone gone on today really um i think you have to give credit to the board really because you know i've been very critical of the board over the years and and particularly around their judging and around their refereeing um but one thing that's always been said about the board is safety that they get the safety bit right they they get you know two ambulances at every show um uh, if you know like a Danny Williams situation if someone's had five losses in a row they have to go in and see the board or if they get stopped they get suspended for 30 days they do all this stuff for the protection of the fighters and for the protection of themselves I suppose as well because they don't want someone getting badly hurt on you know on their watch um, but we have to give credit to the board today don't they because they've said it's not we're not gonna not gonna have it and do you do you see the board kind of backing down now could you see it happening before Saturday no, uh, they, they were, I'm not going to do that because um, they've, they've had the integrity to stand up to the um, the, the statement, the, the, the findings, um, albeit there is a little grey area in there. From my understanding, um, they've known about this since August. Is that correct? Uh, there's like two piss samples, um, an A and a B sample, and it's starting to come out now. And it's basically A and B samples, the same thing. I think Carl Frampton kind of nailed it today uh, with inquiries about the difference between an A and B sample. He said, OK, you piss into a pot. Half it's poured into one pot, that's called A sample, and you pour the rest into another pot, and that's called B sample. So um, basically, it's the same shit, different pot, and they'll say piss even. And um, so in terms of uh, the British Boxing Board of Control, uh, I guess if they did know um, something from A, maybe it's the system that you can't release a statement until the B sample's been checked. Uh, but, but either way, uh, with the evidence they've got, they've had to make a call. And um, because it's something out of the ordinary and it's a, a substance which represents um, a cross on the VADA and WADA lists, uh, then, yeah, I think they're doing the right thing here. If they don't, then the likes of you know WADA and VADA, who uh, are international um, recognised bodies used, particularly in the United States as well, and for other fighters coming in maybe from the US, they'll be like, well, if they're being lenient with these sort of decisions, you know, we send our fighters out there, God knows what they're going to let uh, go under the radar when we send our boys over. And um, so I think they've made the right decision here. I really do. And if there's an investigation going on today, we're what, Wednesday evening? So it's Thursday, Friday. You never know. Miracles might flip around and they say, oh, you know, actually, we, we got um, we, we got the, the sample mixed up with a... Um, a weightlifter um, from 1984, and yeah, it's, it's steroid. It's a fucking. It wasn't actually <laughs> yourself, but um, the reality is, it's going to be. No, it is you, and uh, we're still scratching our heads working out how the fuck a female drug got in your uh, in your system in the first place. And it's not me using the word female as in you know sort of gender or any of this sort of stuff. It's a drug that um, male population don't tend to take. Um, however, as we've already outlined, there are benefits to taking it due to the testosterone increase and the possible. Um, disguising of steroids yeah that's it yeah it's a female fertility drug i got my i got my words all jumbled up at the start of the pod but yes that's that's what it is and and carl frampton and if you don't follow carl frampton 
he was actually really on form this afternoon. He was tweeting a lot of really informative stuff, and it was him that that kind of looked up what this drug is and and, and showed everybody, look, this this increases testosterone and can increase it a hundred percent. It can really have a big effect on you know on people. And you know, people will say, "Will he passed?" People will say, "Well, kind of been passed the test. He passed a UCAD test the next day." And 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 I saw somebody say, and it was a really well put point. Well, yes, but that's like getting pulled over by a police officer getting a breathalyzer failing the breathalyzer then having them come back the next day and having a security guard give you a breathalyzer and then you passing it of course you're going to pass it because it's all out of your system now so don't talk to me about don't talk to me about oh he's passed the test now because number one well it's the next day the stuff's gone and secondly it wasn't vada that did the second test it was ucad and ucad try their best but the whole business that went on with Dylan White and the Oscar Rivas fight a few years ago where Dylan White failed a VADA test, you know, it says everything really that, that UCAD aren't really in a position to do much about anything, really. Um, so it's really, it's really damning and it's actually really annoying because I've spent £160 on a ticket to go and watch this fucking fight. And if it goes ahead, I'm still going to go because I've spent 160 fucking pound, um, and they're not going to give me a refund. Um, so I'm going. But yeah, it's just really, really irritating. And it's actually for me, Paul. It's I find it. Re- I just the older, the more I will follow boxing, the more Eddie Hearn fucking annoys me. And and I think he annoys. He's a boxing promoter. And boxing promoters are, you know, they're not the most honest of people, and that's okay. But the guy is, has this strange legion of fans that seem to fucking listen to every word he says. And for, you know, when this fight was announced, when you, I was excited by the freak value of it, and I like Chris Eubank Jr., but what I was quite annoyed about was the, the weight was the weight that not only the the three pounds under middleweight I could live with that, but what I was annoyed by the check weight the next day. How could Eddie Hearn and Connor Ben sit there with a straight face and demand that Chris Eubank have to do a check weigh the next day after what happened to fucking Michael Watson and Chris Eubank Senior all those years ago? Not that it was to do with weight, but the the guy had a brain injury. Um, how could they sit there? And demand he weighs a certain thing while their guy's fucking juicing. It is just, I, I just, yeah. it just makes it makes me sick to be honest. Because being dry at the weight yeah, and being uh, weight drained is fucking dangerous. That's my point. Sorry. No, no, absolutely. And I mean, you know, it, it's funny because this morning um, when I met up with Charlie Duffield, we were giving our views on uh, who we thought was going to win and how. And um, he, he was back in Ben. I was back in Eubank Junior. Um, and um, but he was saying, he said, "I'm, I'm only back in Ben." He said because um, of the uh, of the weight. He said, "You know, coming down to to one sixty, he says one thing. He said dropping to one five seventy, so it's extra three pounds." He says, yeah, "He's already like, you know, you, you can barely pinch him. He's 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 that sort of um, skinny on on the scales at one sixty. Um, so to make that weight, it makes him vulnerable, and that the rehydration clause, etc., are." Are absolute, you know, they, they, they border on insane almost, and certainly unsafe. But, um, but yeah, I mean, all, all of that said, um, Eubank Junior, you know, released a statement I think somewhere today, or uh, Connor Ben certainly mentioned. You know, I've spoken with Chris, and he's still happy to fight and all that sort of thing. 
Yeah, because he's probably confident that, as he says, at 60%, he'll still beat him. I mean, just, just to say, I mean, all of this shit with the, you know, eating the um, Brazilian beef off a fucking machete and, uh, uh, you know, donuts and all this shit. Um, I mean, basically, I guarantee he'd have been sticking in his mouth and then two minutes would be round the corner with his fingers down in front, giving it a big heave-ho, you know? So uh, that wouldn't have got down a digestive tract very far, I can tell you. But um, it's all part of the, the theatre. And, um, you know, Eubank Jr. has always walked around at incredible weight, walked around at about 12 stone three most of his life. And um, when he's made super middle, it's just been a case of, you know, breathing out, and he's pretty much on 12 stone. And um, to get to 11 stone six, um, yeah, he's had to cut a little bit down, but he's always done it well. He's uh, He knows his body. He doesn't eat shit. Um, despite the fact, you know, showing him walking around with a KFC and that's not him. And um, and then he'd have to lose a further three pounds on top of that. So I think maybe psychologically not having hit a 157 for many, many years would it would have been tough. But I still backed him because I think due to his experience and everything else, I mean, Conor Ben and all the Conor Ben lovers saying that he was going to knock out Eubank Jr. because he knocked out a couple of 38-year-old has-beens who'd won world titles many years before. Well, let me just tell you now, I remember when I interviewed Martin Murray and asked him, who's the hardest punch you've ever been in with? And uh, expecting him to say Golovkin. And he went, it's not Golovkin. He said, uh, Golovkin had a great way of opening you up. And he said, and we hit you in, in places that would stun you. He said, but the hardest puncher, without a doubt, was George Groves. He said, when he hit you, he says, he electricity went down to your boots. Now, if George Groves couldn't knock out Chris Eubank Jr., Conor Ben ain't going to fucking do it. And, uh, and yes, he'll be more vulnerable at 157, but... I still backed, you know, minus the drug um, revelations day, I still backed Eubank Jr. to to do it sort of around mid-rounds. And um, so, but yeah, will we get to see that now? Mm, Not sure. Not unless, uh, if it is true with Conor Ben, that he decides to have complete fucking dialysis in the next couple of days, you know? (laughs) Dialysis. No, no, I I agree with you a a thousand percent. Groves is a massive puncher and he buzzed Eubank I was there I was at the fight and he was buzzed um I have it in my head that he dropped him but I don't think it was counted so maybe it was a slip I can't remember but you know like you said what fucking chances Conor Ben got but it also in the same breath it makes you look at Conor Ben the start of his career where he was kind of going the distance and decisions and you know going life and death with the champion of Luxembourg you know Cedric Paino um and now he's knocking out former world champions. And then today he fails a drug test or it comes out that he's failed a drug test. And you go, mm, index finger to your lips and go, whoa, whoa, what's gone on here with Conor Ben? Where's this power come from? Well, I think we have our answer. Um, yeah, it's it's just, yeah, it, it's actually, it's annoyed me more than I thought. Although I'll say today, I've not been on my phone so much. My screen time's probably disgusting today. I was sat there slouched in my chair in the office refreshing twitter every 30 seconds going what's going on now what's going on now because it was it has been good fun even though i'm a bit pissed off i'm really pissed off it has been it has been good fun today um what's your gut feeling paul you think it's you think it's off you think it's definitely off my feeling is it's off I, I, i'm pretty sure that the uh, british box british boxing border control are not going to do a u-turn they're not going to do a a quasi quarteng hit, and um, there's not going to be any confusion. Robert Smith is is very black and white like that. I mean, crikey, if if he's not going to flip a decision with um, with Jack Catterall and uh, and Josh Taylor, which was certainly wrong, then um, one which is possibly right here, I don't think he's going to flip on. Um, uh, you know, the, the integrity of um, the, the board is at stake, but also 
the the opinion from the boxing community today has been very heavily biased um that if anybody takes drugs then you know you need to have action put against you so um i would say at the moment chance of it happening if i had to put a percentage on it 85 percent yes 15 percent no and that's slowly dissolving in favor of the bigger percentage getting close to 100 mm. i have no faith in <laughs> i have no faith in boxing and it doing the right thing so i do i'm i'm probably 60 40 that it will happen i still have a feeling that it might happen and i'm quite torn actually because i've spent 160 pound on a ticket and i'm going with you know t and al and we're gonna have a great time uh or we we was gonna have a great time um but then and it's my birthday this weekend so it's you know it's part of the, the celebrations for that and um but then happy mor- birthday oh thank you so much but uh mor- morally it's wrong morally i shouldn't go i will go because i spent fucking a lot of money on it but it's wrong like it shouldn't be happening because the weight i was pissed off about the weight but i thought you know what eubank will be fine he'll make it because i think all these videos of him eating food shitty food i think he's i think he's done them months ago i think he's recorded them months ago and he's just putting them out now um so yeah i i think and i think he's played a blinder eubank and he's actually really made me laugh and that 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 comment he made today he said i'm clean i'm fit i'm 60 percent." it just fucking i was actually cracking up on the train when i saw that comment from him i'm 60 percent because fighters always say i'm 100 percent, but his whole thing has been 60 percent, and it, it just fucking made me laugh so much and he's been brilliant throughout and you know he, he should be you know much like i said about Usyk the other week he should be the most popular fighter in the world well maybe not eubank's not gonna be the most popular fighter in the world but he should go into that arena if the fight somehow goes ahead and he should be getting cheered to the rafters because he's a clean fighter. He's been brilliant throughout. Um, and whether you like him or not, he has taken on tough fights. Yeah, there's been some fights he's not taken, but he's taken on tough fights. He's done a World Super Series. Um, and if the gal didn't have to vacate the belt, he would have won the IBF belt. Um, so I'd there's a part of me that would like to see the fight go ahead and, and have Eubank stop him in six rounds. But it would be wrong. It would be wrong. It shouldn't go ahead. It shouldn't. Um, because we shouldn't be rewarding drug cheats with massive paydays. Um, and yes, Conor Benz deserves his due diligence. And, you know, you you know, never know what might happen. And But, you know, as of now, they should not be fighting. They should not be fighting. Um, I think that would do, Paul. Uh, I don't think there's much else to add there, really, mate. Um, thank you so much for your time. No, that's it. That's it. I did no, no worries. Thanks for having me on. And, um, you know, th- these potties need to be done when stuff like this arises. Mm. And we've not even had a chance to talk, to talk about Joe Joyce. But um, if um, we'll, we'll leave this for now. But uh, whether the fight goes ahead or not, we'll have a chat next week and we'll talk about Joe Joyce and uh, Deontay Wilder, who's fighting next weekend. And, yeah, we'll talk then. Uh, so thank you, sir. I appreciate it. Thank you for your time. Clarissa Shields, Savannah Marshall, the whole, yes. the whole medley. yes. Yes, absolutely. Oh God, that quickly. Did you see the belt, the WBC belt for the for the Marshall Shields yes. fight? <laughs> <sighs> yeah, really not surprised. Really not surprised. Oh, <laughs> for those of you who haven't seen it, uh, the WBC in their wisdom have made the Clarissa Shields a Savannah Marshall undisputed middleweight title fight for the WBC Elizabethan belt. <laughs> the elizabethan belt and it's it's 
it's good it's gaudy and it's ugly and i want it i want i hope that they end up on ebay and i can get myself a dodgy fake copy of it because it's amazing uh they really have outdone themselves this time the wbc and where would we be without them um all right thank you paul thank you so much nice one cheers cal all right sports social podcast network